What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Denim Radio. This is episode zero, one, five. As always, I'm your host, Josh, and I'm a few beers deep at this point, but I got uh, Mr. Podcast coming all the way from uh, Tentacle Island or wherever the hell he is t- this weekend. <laughs> How's it going, Ty? Good. It's actually Doctor Podcast now. Since the last segment, uh, oh. I've been awarded an honorary doctorate from Podcast University. Oh, okay, my mistake. My mistake. Got your PhD. That's going great here <laughs> on Pender Island, visiting the family. Just had a great chat with Death Cassette, or about to have a great chat with Death Cassette. Depends <laughs> how you look at it. Spoiler alert. Usually we're, you know, chat a bit before we get into it. But yes, that is who we chatted with. <laughs> no. We got no rhyme or reason to the show, but yeah, that was a great episode. We'll talk about them here in a moment's time, but how how was your weekend, man? Yeah, my weekend was uh, pretty good. We left Sun Peaks, where I live, uh, with my wife, Kaylina. We left on Saturday morning, and we went to Vancouver and saw a show called The Devil's Dance Floor, Halloween show in the big city, Vancouver, BC, and... Uh, we got to see the Still Spirits, the Fomites, Daddy Issues, and a freak show kind of act called Neil E.D., I believe was his name. So it was a crazy Halloween night. It was a really good show. There were a lot of people there. And uh, yeah, the Fomites rocked it, had a really good time. And then we had to go to sleep, get like four or five hours of sleep, get up and get on a ferry. Uh, to come to Pender Island to visit my family. We got a wedding here, a family friend's wedding to attend, and that's why we're here. So it's been a crazy weekend so far, but good. Thank you for asking. That's good. I guess by the time you're listening to this, the wedding has already concluded, and I'm sure you had a good time, and we've already moved on to bigger and better podcast episodes. (laughs) You bet. (laughs) Yeah, as you know, there's a little bit of a delay when we record these, usually the week after She'll go live. But uh, yeah, as far as my weekend, Trashed Ambulance was busy. We uh, had a little micro tour, if you will. Visited the sprawling metropolis of Cold Lake, Alberta for their, I think they said it was the second annual Punk in the Patch Festival. So basically what it was, we rolled in. And they had like this massive like community center. There was like, I'm not sure it was all in there. I think they had a couple of arenas, some sort of like auditorium thing. And then where we played, I think they do a lot of indoor soccer and look like they played lacrosse and shit. So it's, as you can imagine, it's this massive fucking 
massive building. I think ozone looked into it and it was like 1500 capacity, but I don't know if that includes like the, the seating and shit that would have been around it. But we were kind of on the, like the, the field, if you will. And yeah, they had it all set up. It's pretty cool. There was us and four other bands, a couple of locals and a band from Edmonton, I think Anxiety they're called. And then we were fourth out of the five and then bringing, bringing home the house was uh, the real sickies from, from Edmonton. It was cool. We've played with them a few times. So they were, we were surprised that they were like excited to hang out with us again. One of our buddies, um, Riley, he used to be in the Nielsen's. We used to play with them all the time. He wasn't there that night, but he is in that band. So they had a fill in. I guess they got that guy's in like a, like some hardcore bands in Edmonton. So pretty, pretty aggressive stuff. And then he's playing like the bubblegum punk of Real Sicky. So it was quite the, quite the, uh, departure from his normal style but yeah it was cool and yeah they like as i was telling you offline we get it in there get all our shit set up all our merch is set up and you know it's kind of quiet no one's really seemed to be that interested in us as people rolled in like i mean it didn't look full because it was a you know thousands of people can fit in there but there's still definitely a few hundred and, you know, I think we sold one patch when the band started playing. We're like, okay, well, maybe this isn't going to be as good of a merch night as we thought. Got up there, played. People are dancing, having a great time. And then, yeah, by the time we, we finished, it was just like a parade of people coming to buy our shit. So, and people were like, oh, you know, I'm sure you get this too, Ty. It's like, oh, you brought me back to my high school days. You know, I'm in my mid-30s, fucking loved no effects and all these bands. And, you know, you, you brought me back. It's like, oh. Yeah, kind of a nostalgia act, I guess, stuck in the 90s, but, so that was cool, so yeah, we, we, uh, spent the night there, and had to, I think it's four and a half hours from Red Deer, quite the journey, but yeah, when you know you're getting paid well in a free hotel, it was definitely worth it, so, what were they called, the Wild North Eclectic Society is who put that on, so it's, what they kind of said is that they're like, when I say old, I mean, I mean like 30s and 40s punk rockers that just they stuck around that town i guess and they're like we want to we want to do sh- cool shit so they uh nice. they started they got another one called summer rush that they do in this in the summer believe it or not with that name <laughs> and uh, i don't know i'm hoping they i did talk to them or via instagram today and thank them or whatever for having us and they're like oh it was amazing such a good time so we're hoping we get the call back because it was a good time. I never never would have thought that Cold Lake would be would be the play, but it was a hell of a time for sure. Well, you wanna you wanna know how dumb I am? Like I saw the posters for that show, Pumpkin the Patch, and there's like pumpkins all over it, and it's Halloween. But for some reason, my brain was like, "Oh, it's punk Pumpkin the Patch" because it's like the oil patch, right? So there's like a bunch of oil oil field workers down in Alberta, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's what I thought it was, honestly, because I'm that dumb. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I mean, obviously there's some some money in that. I think it's more of like a military town though. Like they have like the cold cold lake weapons range where there's like military training and stuff. Riley's dad was in the military, so he kinda he knew about all that stuff. You think they do basic training and stuff there, but I may be way wrong about that, but we'll get Reiki on the show here eventually. Once we uh have something to talk about, but <laughs> but yeah, I can't say anything bad about my time there. It was great. Um the weather kind of sucked going up there. The roads were kind of sketchy, but you know what? We made it. I'm from rural Saskatchewan, so 
driving in blizzards on sketchy roads is not something I was, not that I actually drove that time, but <laughs> I've been involved in that white knuckle ride before and it's wasn't anything new, I guess. Is that. And then after that, the next night, got back to Red Deer and we, we played a, they did a Proud Dads promotions here in Red Deer. They do, they did a Halloween weekend. So I kind of did more like hardcore metal stuff the Friday while we were gone. And then Saturday was a little bit more, a little more punk rock. So there was like, who was playing Scum Dumpster, Harsh, um, and us. And then the Devil's Sons are kind of like a psychobilly style band. They don't have the stand-up bass, but they had like a keyboard player. So they kind of got that macabre sound, you know, like that. I don't know. I don't know what they're saying nice. about werewolves and shit. They're all dressed up too, because I don't know if they always do that or if it's a Halloween thing, but it's pretty cool. And then uh, Citizen Rage is kind of a staple hardcore band from from Calgary. They do like Calgary beer core and stuff. They they've been around for a while. Like the front man from that band, Mark Russell, he's he's owned a lot of venues in in Calgary. Like you had this, the the distillery, and what else did he have? Distortion was one. He's always been good to my band, so yeah, it was good to connect with him again because I haven't really crossed paths. I mean, we're a skate punk band, so we don't always play those hardcore shows, you know. So that part was cool, yeah. So it was sold lots of lots of merch, had a lot of fun, and yeah, it was a it was a pretty good weekend for the ammo. I'd, you know, when you have those weekends where just like you're stoked about your punk rock endeavors. <laughs> Like, we all have those ones where, like, holy fuck, <laughs> nobody showed up. Why the fuck do I still do this? <laughs> this week. That's was... funny because you texted me on the way to that show. Literally, you texted me and said, I hate being in a band. So it's it's cool that it worked out well for you. <laughs> I'm stoked. It, for further context. So we had to, uh, <laughs> like, I have my work vehicle, but I kind of got in trouble for <laughs> using it too much for personal stuff, and especially when you're driving five hours one way. So what we did, we took my my SUV up to Sherwood Park, and then we rented a vehicle. And what they gave us was significantly smaller than mine. Again? Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. It was a Hyundai too, but it was like just I can't remember what what it was exactly. But anyways, because uh, they could only have it cost too much to put all three of us on the insurance, so they just put Ozone and Reiki because Reiki doesn't drink, so he. We knew he would be driving us back to the hotel just because why risk it, right? So I didn't get on it. So I had to ride in the back and it was like pretty squishy. So I couldn't really move. So I think that's when I sent sent it to you. I, might, I don't remember if I sent you a picture. Just me just squished in the back, like not a, an inch to move. Jammed up like a like a sardine, but. Oh, yeah, I could tell you were having fun. <laughs> uh, and it was also blizzarding. So I was just like, fuck me. But then we got there and it was, it was cold, but it wasn't... Uh, it was actually pretty enjoyable enjoyable evening and yeah we had fun it was cool partying with the real sickies actually they overall a hotel they gave us was like right by a casino and they were all going there like after to like keep partying and i went with reiki on a burger run instead and i was just like you know what we gotta play tomorrow i just want to sleep so <laughs> i didn't Good go. call. ozone went over there for a bit and he's like ah they're like cranking pop country and stuff there he's just like ah, i just <laughs> wasn't feeling it so he was actually in bed by the time we got back <laughs> but yeah that's that's what i did so uh i think in that uh vein of thought since it's time to play some music 
Oh, actually, a quick introduction. So you mentioned it earlier. Death Cassettes on the show. Um, second newest band to sign behind uh, Let's Go. Um, they got their new EP called Get Rid of It coming out soon. Pretty soon, like a week from when this is going to drop. And yeah, they uh, at this point have dropped a couple singles. And going over really well. We're pretty stoked to, to have them on board. They're happy with... What we've been able to do for them, help them get their name out there, because as you're going to find out with this conversation, they've yet to venture outside of their Manitoba border, so looking to change that here in 2024, but uh, yeah, it was cool to talk to them and, and, and help people hear them, because I mean, we don't have a lot to offer yet with this label as far as financial boons. We're definitely getting better what we can offer, but um, one thing we can do is get it out there and send it to everyone right that's all that's all we can do get it in people's ears and you do <laughs> and i think i mean obviously you're going through it as well with your band you know it's you'd rather get it in 100 ears than you know like just have fake plays on fucking spotify or whatever right you'd rather you'd rather oh, get, yeah you'd rather get some feedback good or bad you just you, you just want someone to listen to it and be like you know, like, I don't know about you, but totally. I'm always amused when you get like a bad, a bad review, you know, it's like, you're like, what is this just fucking not for off. everybody? Yeah. Or they just think it's a fucking rip off of another band or whatever. I always find it funny too. If they're like, oh, it's obvious these guys like insert band and you'll be like, like, I know who they are, but that was not my inspiration at all. Like, no, it's just kind of funny, totally. just, but, uh, but I, I do get a kick out of that good or bad. So I, can kind of get a feel with bands um i haven't got any any bad reviews from either of your guys' releases so far but i know i have with with our music because you know, it's just bound to happen right but it's not always bad but just something they didn't like about it or they think it's it is, music's so what's the word subjective right mm-hmm. i mean obviously taylor swift's the biggest fucking act in the world but I can you can pay me to listen to her because it's not for me, right? So exactly. And when you're putting music out there in a big way and you're trying to get it out there, I mean, not everybody's gonna like it, and that's something that hopefully you're prepared for as a musician because you know, or as a person, not everybody's gonna like you, not everybody's gonna like your music. But uh, if you get it out there, then maybe some people do, and that's worth it. Yeah, you gotta kind of have thick skin if you're gonna put yourself out there and understand that not everybody's gonna like and plus we're fucking punks like since when are we for everyone like that's that's the reason we play exactly. the music we do because we didn't fit into the fucking yeah. popular music or the popular subject section of life so <laughs> so yeah fuck yeah it was good to have them on death cassette rips great people it's, we had brock the drummer and mandy guitar player slash singer on it um Lindsay's the one who i've dealt with the most he's kind of the one who spearheaded this and then chuck is the bass player so we didn't hear from the, the latter two people but but you'll hear a lot from from andy and uh and brock so stoked for that so stick around you'll be hearing that but in the meantime as i was segueing myself into my choice for the first song of the show since we played with them on the weekend definitely enjoyed their set and they were super super down dudes Cool to hang out with and kind of cool to see them because i remember seeing them when they were you know pretty brand new band 
playing a lot of the same shows we did. And then they got signed to Stomp, and, you know, I've just been seeing them getting some pretty rad tours and going over to Europe and stuff. So I just thought I would play the title track from the Real Sickies album, Love is for Lovers. What do you want to hear, buddy? Oh, shameless why don't we do a uh, shameless self-promotion time? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Why don't we hear uh, the newest single from the upcoming Let's Go album, Smile. It's coming in at number one on the denim charts. <laughs> Salted Snow. Hell yeah. Sorry, Death Cassette. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, I always use, if I have a podcast, I use it to hype my own bands too. So don't don't feel bad about it. You got the, you got the means. Let's fucking roll with it. <laughs> and if you didn't choose it, I would have. So I'm also stoked about this song. So yes. Let's check it out. We got some real sickies. We got Let's Go. And then you're going to hear from Mandy and Brock from Death Cassette. Check it out. Cam from Boo Radley, and you're listening to Denim Radio.
I am Rémi Vero, and you're listening to Denim Radio. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Denim Radio. I'm Josh, and over there on the some weird island in BC, we got Mr. Mr. Podcast himself, Mr. Ty. How's it going, bud? Hello, Denimverse. It's going good. How are you today, Josh? I'm doing well, man. I'm I'm excited. We got our new uh, crown jewel on the on the label. I guess you guys are technically newer than them, okay. but you're kind of chop labels. <laughs> well, so don't fuck, worry about that. Fuck us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got Mandy and Brock from Winnipeg's Death Cassette. How's it going, guys? Woohoo! Fantastic. Good. Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. It's great to have you. What's going on in Winnipeg today? Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> snow. We got snow like three days ago and it is gonna stay and of course we got snow because it's october 30th and it is halloween tomorrow and it's here just in time to ruin all the kids little costumes and yeah. right on everyone's parade you gotta wear your costume over your parka and <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i'm from eastern saskatchewan so i know that pain <laughs> it's pretty much freezing cold Hot. from halloween <laughs> to easter every year but i don't think they have snow yet in <clears throat> where my parents live so they oh, got we're it. lucky we got a bad yeah, year it was, right it was late for us we typically we typically always have snow for halloween but it's usually on the ground at least for a little bit uh earlier in the month and it, it held off until until just a couple of days ago so whatever we had a warm october it's winter now and it's gonna just be winter until <laughs> april Probably <laughs> May. Yeah. What's, what's Fuck the, it till June. Who cares? What's the yeah. forecast looking like? Like, is it getting down to the famous Winnipeg weather, or is it sticking around at bearable temperatures? Oh, God, yeah, it's not. It's not too crazy cold yet. We're we're still in uh, single digits before the wind, so it's not. It's not awful yet. Oh, okay, it's very hard yet. You're like, it's coming. It all, well, it all makes, I hate it, it already. All makes, yeah. What What are you looking at over yeah. there, Ty? Probably plus thirty. You're in shorts, rocking a speedo. Oh yeah, I was. It was almost shorts weather today here on Pender Island in the Gulf Islands. It's uh, nice because when I left Sun Peaks, it was minus ten when we left home. So this is a nice oh. change of weather. Yeah. Oh shit. That's nice. My friend Lee just moved out to Pender Island, so they rub it in my face all the time. How nice it is! So, <laughs> right on. Yeah, I'm happy. I to feel be your here. pain. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Awesome for for the folks at home that might not know Death Cassette. They're living under a rock. Um, why don't you guys quickly introduce yourselves and what you do in the band? Well, I'm Mandy, and I sing and play guitar, and. That is Brock. That's me. I'm Brock, uh, and I hit things with sticks. Um, and then missing from uh, from our roster today, we've got we got Chuck that plays bass, and Lindsay who uh, plays guitar and does some backup vocals for us. Hell yeah, Death Cassette. <laughs> How long have you guys yeah. been uh, been making music? Uh, since 2018, so I'd say like so yeah, five years. Pretty crazy. With, with a couple lost yeah, years in almost, <laughs> like all bands yeah we're almost yeah. we're almost the full five years we started we we got together late late 2017 and uh 
really kind of kick things off in 2018. So yeah, I mean, time's flying already. We're we're nearly into 2024, which is going to take a long time to get used to saying. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Well, yeah. I, just, I just got a little bit of fun. dose of reality when you said that there, and I'm like, oh, damn it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it'll be 2025, oh, yeah. and then we'll be talking about how 2030 is coming up, and mm-hmm. I don't even want to go down that time road. Is, time <laughs> is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got the mustache now, so you don't, you know, you're going to age yeah, gracefully. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. We'll see, we'll see how long the hair on my head decides to stick around for <laughs> That's awesome. Sweet. So correct me if I'm wrong. This is your second the release you're doing with High End Denim will be your second actual EP. Yes. Correct. We did our first one in 2020, you know, the day <laughs> of the lockdown. So that was really cool. Really cool timing. So I really hope that uh November 18th, the day after this one, doesn't suck as hard. <laughs> so, yeah, we yeah. actually we actually are hoping to to break a bit of a curse because we we did our first release on Friday, the thirteenth of March, twenty twenty, and it was literally literally shut down the city. It was the last show. We had a couple of bands, uh, two bands, drop out of the lineup leading up to it because it was everything was just like That's scary, percolating. Yeah. It was, like nobody really knew what was going on. Um, and yeah, we, we played the show, um, half the crowd was wearing masks because nobody really knew what was going on. Like the bar staff was like going around with a spray bottle, like wiping down tables because <laughs> they just didn't know what to do. And yeah. then, yeah, we went into lockdown for a while and then things kind of returned. I forget what the date was, but I think it was like December or something. We had another show once restrictions had eased up and everything and we had a show and the night of the show we were at the venue already <laughs> and they we got a, an announcement that come monday or sunday we're like within two days hey we're locking things down again we're like yeah yes, super cool great we did it. great love that <laughs> love that for us so if I haven't really told the band yet, but if November 18th we get locked down again, I'm quitting the band. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll happen. Well, if you guys are better, better not. You gotta break I don't, want, I don't want to quit. <laughs> no. Can't quit now. Things are going don't well. Want to, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was definitely a, a strange time where there'd just be those little gaps where they would allow shows, but it'd be. I don't know. I'm sure it's different province to province, but ours, it was like no dancing. So it's like everyone's like sitting yeah. in a chair watching a punk show, which is like fucking weird as it's shit. so weird. <laughs> yeah. Really hard to so get into weird. it. And then other places just didn't care. Time. And then they get fined. And it was just, I don't know. It was weird. I'm glad that mm-hmm. it's behind us, but. Yeah. Yep, me yeah, too. For sure. Uh, but yeah, yes, to, to go back to your original question, we, we did a, a 10 track release in, in 2020. Um, we we did a fair bit of writing kind of through the, the pandemic. Um, we had a bit of a tough time with it, as I'm sure almost every other band did, um, just trying to find ways to keep in communication with each other because uh, we're pretty poor 
text communicators. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So sounds like a group chat to be okay. together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> very stereotypical group chat. But we kind of need to be together in order to actually accomplish anything of substance. Um, but we weren't able to get together and whatever. So, um, but yeah, we were able to do some writing and uh, we hit a studio last year uh, to, uh, to put together this EP that we're putting out, um, with you folks. So, um, pretty excited about getting it out there. Cause we've been, we've, we've had it, like it, we finished, uh, we did the actual recording in studio in August of last year. Um, and the record itself has been done for, I don't know, like nine months, I guess, something like that. So, yeah. We're ready um, to like move on to some other stuff, but it, but we're we're really happy with uh, with how it sounds and pretty excited for people to hear it because the the um, the response thus far has been pretty awesome, um, and we want to get the rest out there. So yeah, I remember because Lindsay had reached out to us, and I can't remember exactly when that was, but he was kind of like. A couple of you guys were doing like European trips. They were like, "Yeah, we don't even want to release it till November." So, but so we just yeah. want to get it all like in motion. I was like, oh, "Okay," <laughs> kind of gave us time to, to make a plan. And then, of course, we're still scrambling at the end because we're punks and not so. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, it it was a conscious effort for us uh, too because when we did our first release, um, like we were we were scrambling pretty hard, like. <laughs> towards the actual release like i don't think we had we, we did physical cds uh for that we didn't have them until like two days before the show and it was just like super unnecessary stress so we figured this time okay let's get it done sit on it like we're not in a big rush let's you know let's make sure we have all of our ducks in a row we're comfortable with all the the mix and masters and we find a way to distribute and, and whatever. So yeah, it, it's, it's been nice to, uh, to not be so stressed about it. I think there's a, there's a way to kind of split the difference next time. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't think we needed to sit on it for a whole year, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, records take a long time to make. And like you say, it's been done for nine months. So I don't know about you guys, but, chances are you've probably listened to the finished record so many times now you're sick of it you know it took so long to work on but it's new for everybody else i don't yeah. know if you feel yeah. that way i'm not Ye sick of it yet because i really like it <laughs> Sweet. and it's like and like i'm in a unique position of it being like the first thing that i've done that i'm really really proud of and i'll actually sit and listen to it like it sounds i don't know i feel like a narcissist saying that like oh i love listening to myself but like um, anything else I hear it and I'm like turn it off oh my god just turn it off but this one I'm like yeah that's my fit that's a good <laughs> so, sign that means you put everything yeah. you had into it so I'm happy for yeah. you yeah thanks see how you feel in six months <laughs> yeah we'll see <laughs> maybe see. we play them like 700 times or you know we'll see no, I, it definitely yeah. sounds fantastic I believe you guys worked with a pretty prominent producer out of Winnipeg, right? We sure yeah, we did, yeah. With, uh, John Paul Peters, and he's recorded some bands that, that I like, like Cancer Bats and Comeback Kids. So I was like, oh, he gets the sound that I 
kind of want to have. So he's the one for it. Yeah, he he was fantastic. Um, we uh, we worked with him. He's he's through Private Ear in Winnipeg here, and uh, we did it differently. So our, our first release, we did traditional, you know, multi-track style. This one, we actually did um, we actually did everything live off the floor, which um, makes much more sense for us as a band. Um, in terms of you know getting that kind of raw live type of energy that's it's a lot more in line with our sound and, and who we are as a band um and the fact that he was able to get us all set up get us comfortable i don't know what i don't know what it exactly is about him but he just he has this way of of making you feel really relaxed but he also pushes you pretty hard but it doesn't feel like he is. It's it's a, a really really tough thing to kind of to yeah, kind of to uh, put your finger on. Like yeah, he, but he we, so we, we did it. Yes, for sure. We were doing uh, we did all the instruments live off the floor, and then we did vocals um, over I think just two days, um, a little yeah, bit later. Like later in the week. Yeah, but I, I got to see uh, kind of behind the curtain a little bit because. Mandy absolutely crushed her vocal <laughs> days. Like, absolutely I got lucky. nailed I it. <laughs> well, whatever, right? Call it whatever you want to. Uh, crushed it. And, you know, he would go through, would get a take, and it'd be great. And then he would get you to do another one and do another one. And, and he always had this one, this one, I wish I remember what he said exactly. But he's like, well, let's just do let's just do a jazz take, right? Like, let's just, let's just do one more just, <laughs> just for, for fun. fun. Yeah. And you just get you to, you know, have a little fun with it, but he, he would already know which one was the take that he was going to use. And he's just like, so quick to maneuver things around. Like you would do a take and be like, no, that's not it. And just like, basically turf, like kick it to the bottom, do another one, do another one. And then he, he, yeah, he works really, really well to get you comfortable. And he works really efficiently too, which is awesome. Cause the, my least favorite part about being in the studio is it's always just hurry up and wait. Yeah. And there's not very much waiting with him. So it was, it was a really, really fun experience for me at least. So you guys are like isolated. Like, I, I don't know what the studio is like, but I've only never been to like a super fancy studio before. Well, so we're all together. It was yeah, really cool. The, we had, uh, we had the amps isolated, but we were all in just one big room. Um, so, I had my my drums all mic'd up, uh, and then we had a couple of room mics as well. But then Lindsay, Mandy, and Chuck were all in the same room with me, so it was like we were in a jam space together. Um, but then their amps were like we we di'd the bass, I'm pretty sure. And then um, Mandy's guitar amp, Lindsay's guitar amp were in separate rooms, and then we just had a mix through our headphones, so we could hear each other as if we were live together um and then he could manipulate whatever sounds as he needed to to get get the proper takes but yeah it it was really comfortable that way because it it took a bit of that studio type pressure off like for me playing drums sitting down in a room by myself with a headset on <clears throat> just listening to a click track and like okay brock go like start the album is super like a high pressure thing 
and to do it live like okay we're just we're just jamming we know these songs inside and out like just play it and it was way way more comfortable that way so did you you didn't sing at all then mandy while you were doing that like it was just instrumentals that's how you did it? uh he did he did have a mic and then i would sing for the most part but like okay you know so it it felt like a jam to be honest the whole time that's cool yeah because the, the vocals were more more so for just like natural feel and like uh yeah. like cues and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah it was it was fun it helps for me to get into it if I'm singing because otherwise I'll think way too much about what I'm playing and then I'll screw up for sure. That was going to be my next question is that I've seen you guys, seen some live footage of you guys and sometimes you put down your guitar and just go crazy. So I was, I was curious if you played guitar on this entire <laughs> album or if you just did it in some songs or uh, what, what that was. I play on everything but two, two songs. Yeah, there's two songs where I don't play any guitar. So Reflector is one of them, and Get Gone is the other. Okay, two singles. Yeah. So what was the reasoning behind that? Just because it's you just it's not needed, or <laughs> um, well, I like to have a couple songs where I can not play on just to be rowdy and have fun. Because <laughs> um, like those songs are a little stripped back, and I don't think it would really benefit from me playing on it because otherwise I'd be playing like the exact same chords as, as Lindsay and I don't know it's just fun to to put it down because I've always played in bands where I've been a guitar player so it's a, it's a different experience <laughs> to have a, a lead singer moment <laughs> at the show yeah for sure I can't wait to eventually see it live yeah but, uh, cool well how about we take a little break here I mentioned offline that you guys get to choose a song, so I don't know which one he wants to choose first, but you're up. I'll choose. Go, Mandy, go. (laughs) Can you play Don't Fence Me In by Amal and the Sniffers? Okay. (laughs) I'll have to get just text me the name. I really like that song. (laughs) Yeah, you bet. All right, here we go.
back. All right, well, we're going to dive into the into the album a little bit more in a bit, but first, Mr. Ty, while he's on vacation, somehow put together a game that we... Are we all playing it or just Death Cassettes playing it? Yeah, yeah, all of us. Okay. Nice. Well, I'll, I'll toss her over to you, bud. You take it from here. All right. Hello, Death Cassette. Hello, Josh. So uh, we're going to go in a circle. I've got a musical Mad Lib prepared here. So we'll start... Uh, We'll start with you, and then we'll go to Mandy, and then we'll go up to the top of the screen to my friend Brock. And uh, okay, so we're we're just gonna go, and don't be afraid to get wacky with it. So, first, uh, first, Josh, can I get an instrument from you? Oboe. Oboe. <laughs> okay, and Mandy, can I get a plural noun, please? Reptiles. Nope, that's... Is that? Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, it's too late. It's okay. locked in. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. You're right, you're right. Okay, okay. Um, and Brock, can I get an adjective? Yes, you can. Uh, colorful. Okay. And from Josh, we'll get a plural noun. Goats. I don't know why that came to me immediately, but... <laughs> no. All right. And then going right around to Mandy, an adjective, please. Hmm. Sharp. Right on. And uh, now a music genre from Brock. Deathcore. Alrighty. Uh, can I get a sound, Josh? Sound? Yes. <laughs> like, make the sound? I, I guess. I guess, yeah. Make, make the sound for me. I don't know. Roar! Gotcha. That was a hard one. <laughs> uh, now, can I get an emotion? What are those? <laughs> <laughs> um, happy? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't think of a better one. Hey, that's great. Um, now, a name. Judith. <laughs> Judith. Okay, we're almost halfway done. An instrumentalist. Instrumentalist? Uh, Bach. Uh, a name? Sharon. Okay, uh, another instrumentalist? Uh, 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 Steve Vai. Okay. I'm going to throw myself into the mix for the second half of the game. Here we go. Here we go. Ratcheting it up. Okay, where would I go? Name, instrumentalist. Um, an adjective. I'll throw that in. You're not going to tell us what the adjective is? Uh, no, that'll be the secret. That'll be the Ooh. secret. Part. <laughs> and now from Josh, an emotion. Passion. <laughs> Okie dokie. And <laughs> uh, Mandy, a plural noun? Plants. Uh, Brock, a famous person, please. Oh, my brain is going all over the place with these. Beyonce. <laughs> oh my god. There we go. <laughs> Beyonce. Uh, and a place. <laughs> One more thing, just a place, Josh. Norman Wells. Okay. Well, um, let me try and put all of this together. 
We'll see if I can get it on the first try, all right? So here's the first ever uh, high-end denim musical Mad Lib featuring uh, Death Cassette and Josh, and I take very little credit, unless this goes well. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love music. I play my oboe every night, and I write songs about reptiles as often as I can. I used to be in a band called The Colorful Goats. We played sharp deathcore, which sounds a lot like roar, <laughs> but with a touch of happy put into it. One day, I got into an argument with Judith, the lead, the lead Bach. Okay, I guess it's a different instrumentalist. <laughs> I got in an argument with Judith, the lead Bach, and Sharon, the backup Steve Vai. But they insisted that it was far too throbbing to play. This made me feel very passionate, so I got up and decided to leave the band. I'm a solo artist now, and I'm working on this new song called Plants, which is about Beyonce. Uh, jacking in Norman Wells. Sweet. Lovely. This game of nice. that made sense. <laughs> Did you actually have a Mad Libs thing laying around, or did you just come up with that? Would Would you believe me if I said I came up with it? Sure. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, uh, that was a that was a heads up play. But you know what? It's not a bad idea. I could make one for next time. There you go. You could, which is always great for a podcast. <laughs> we'll do better next time. <laughs> That's pretty good. Because I kind of put you on the spot at the last minute to come up with something. So, well, thank you for playing. I think you guys did pretty decently. I'm I'm not mad at it. <laughs> Instrumentalist. What would that have been? Like the, um, oh, that would be, like be a, an instrument, yeah. like a cellist or a oh, banjo player. I not guess. the actual yeah. guy. <laughs> Triangle. <laughs> yeah. But since I didn't read through that before we played it, I really didn't know. So I, I full transparency. I also had uh, like three different tabs open so that I could remember what an adjective was and what a verb is. Because I, I always panic. That yeah. is commitment. That is commitment. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Brock doesn't like surprises. <laughs> No, I, I just don't like being wrong. That's the that's yeah. smart. It's more like being quizzed on his grammar. It's like I thought there's a music yeah. podcast. What the fuck? Got to know adjectives and yeah. pronouns and fucking right. prepositions. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, <laughs> we talked a bit about recent uh, death cassette. Why don't we back it way up and let's mm. chat a bit about how you guys individually got into music and. <laughs> what led you to creating this band together? Are you both Oof. from Winnipeg originally? Yeah, I'm from Winnipeg. Brock? All, all four of us are. Yeah. yeah, pretty sure all of us. Um, I got into music when I was younger. Uh, my parents listened to a lot of different stuff, and they had some good records laying around, so that's kind of how I got into punk at first. And just like bought whatever CDs I could at like a thrift store or HMV and like, maybe this is good. And then find bands that I would like that way. And then started playing guitar when I was like 10 years old and then starting like various like jamming projects and stuff like that. And I 
that had been in bands in the last like 10-ish years and I think all the guys too and um, I met Lindsay through my friend Alethea and um, he was like yeah we should start a band sometime so we started jamming and he played in a band at the time with Chuck and they were like oh it's a project we want to do we need a drummer though um, so uh, Lindsay had reached out to Brock and that's kind of how we built together but uh, yeah yeah I think it was, it was I am of the opinion at least that this is um, kind of Lindsay's um, child project like he, he's kind <laughs> of the, the, the puppet master behind getting it all all together <clears throat> um, and and Chuck, if he's listening to this, is probably going to give me shit the next time we're at Jam because uh, I'm basically just dismissing his role in all of it, which is not necessarily my intention, <laughs> but also fuck him. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just playing around. But uh, no, it, the the two of them uh, played in a band called Bad Pants, and uh, I was at the time uh, playing in a band called Bear Fight. Um, and we had we had shared the stage a few times together, and it was actually just like a, a a pretty convenient time. Both of those bands independently were kind of winding down into nothing, and yeah, Lin, I hadn't talked to them much, but Lindsay sent me a message one day and just said, "Hey, we're uh, I'm, I'm starting a project. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. I think you'd be a good fit. Do you want to come give it a shot?" So we just we linked up the four of us and um yeah it just kind of felt pretty decent considering it was the first time the four of us had been in a room playing together and it just kind of launched from there so okay and and going way back like you've always been a drummer or is this something you just fell into Have you played yeah other stuff yeah i i started no no, I'm not an actual musician. I can just hit things. Uh, I yeah, I started playing drums in high school, um, and my parents were foolish enough to uh, gift me a drum set for Christmas one year, um, and then that that just kind of started it all. I actually weaseled my way into my first ever band, um, or second band, second band. That's what it was. Uh, I. I'd, played around with a, a, a first type of project and I kind of uh, convinced my buddy at the time who was playing drums with another band that he didn't really want to play the drums anymore and that he probably shouldn't be in this band any longer and that I should be the drummer for that band and it worked out and uh, played with that group for quite a while and that kind of solidified my my interest in in playing shows and and writing tunes and stuff like that so um, yeah, that, that started for me back in high school and it's been something that I've, I've kept as a hobby for, for all that time. So it's, it's fun. And fortunately, um, my drums live full time at our jam space, which is in Lindsay's basement. So, uh, I, I don't ruin anyone else in my house's time with uh, loud, obnoxious drum playing. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so you're not you're not practicing at home i'm not no <laughs> so you're no, pretty rusty not, sometimes a, when you show up 
Yeah. yeah. Sandy's <laughs> nodding enthusiastically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a jerk. No, we'll be talking about that later. Tell. Thank you. I can't uh, tell. She's very good. So. It, yeah, I, I've, I've never really been one to like sit down and just play alone anyway. Like I just, I, I never really got into it. Um, there's, there's never something I could, I could do for more than like 15 minutes anyways. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely days where, you know, we're knocking off a little bit of rust, but for the most part, like, uh, I'm, I'm constantly just kind of, you know, tapping things out, annoying everybody around me. It's, it's, it's a relentless, relentless thing. Um, but yeah, it, it seems to work. So I'm, I'm all right with it. If you're uh, if you're stopped at the red light and you got the clicker, mm-hmm. the signal going left, mm-hmm. are you like are you like tapping out a beat kind of thing with the click? Oh, I I I can never, I, my music is never quiet enough for me to be able to hear the clicker. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, I I have I have goofy little things like that that I think a lot of people would chalk up to like. Uh, uh, OCD or whatever, like that that overused term. It's just if if I can see it clicking, the the rhythm in my head has to match along with that. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, goofy little stuff like that. Well, that's a good segue into my next question. Is that when I listen to your guys' music, I definitely there's definitely that punk rock element to it, but it, there's also some grunge in there and some just straight up rock and roll. Like what? It, what are some of your guys' biggest influences as a band, individually and collectively? Uh, my influences are mainly like um, hardcore punk. Uh, let's say like hardcore and like the older like '80s stuff. I listen to a lot of random things like disco sometimes, <laughs> um, and then I, I have a, a healthy dose of metal as well. So. Um, grunge has always been a big one so kind of all over the place so I'm not trying to write in a specific genre a lot of the time it's just kind of like oh this kind of works with it so yeah I think I think it's uh part of the the unique aspect of, of our sound is uh I am not really much of a punk guy like I'm I'm a metalhead at heart and that, you know, that's like, I listen to a lot of very heavy stuff and uh, that kind of trickles in a little bit into um, the writing process. Um, so though most of what we write is, you know, uh, very vocal forward, a lot of it is kind of stripped back where we where we can have it. Um, we we're actually talking uh, on a podcast with somebody and they they had meant they had said something something to the effect of um you know the the songs kind of seem to swell to a, a heavy moment and and he described it as like uh you could you could hear in the songs that we were excited to get to that heavy moment and i can't remember how he said it exactly but uh i wasn't i wasn't participating in that one but when i heard heard it i was like yeah yeah that that that's that's me i'm i'm excited for those moments um he yeah said you're kind of like winding things up to the point where they snap so like 
Right. And, like think of it like a guitar string. Like you can wind it, wind it, wind it, get some tight, <laughs> and then it just psh, snaps. Mm. So. Rocks over yeah, snap. but I mean. <laughs> Total snap show. He's, like <laughs> he's like visibly excited when we get to like a build. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. But yeah, I, I think I think we we each bring a pretty unique element to to the writing process and like to how our songs are structured. Um, most of the uh, music begins with uh, a guitar riff. Um, which is a lot of Lindsay and, and Chuck actually writes a fair number of our riffs as well. Um, sometimes he'll bring a bass line, other times he'll bring a guitar riff, which is, which is fun. Um, and then it just kind of, we, we build out a framework that makes sense. Um, we add in some drums and then, and then we kind of give free reign to Mandy to, to, to complete the song. And it's, uh, yeah, all those elements kind of come together in a in a weird way, and they they somehow work. So, okay. you write all the lyrics, there, Mandy. Yeah, don't want to sing other people's words. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not like super excited about covers either. For that reason, it just yeah, it's not us. So rather just do your own um, thing. Yeah, and they're like, and the guys in the band are like hands off with with lyrics if i ask you know hey what would you say in the spot like they might help but most times i'm just bringing that and then we'll see if it sounds good in the song and if it does and keep it if it doesn't try something else mm -hmm. okay. so, so are you uh i'm sure you hear a lot of the same uh obviously i've been sending your guys' tunes everywhere and you get a lot of the same comparisons i'm just curious how you feel about those comparisons you think they're accurate like obviously you hear the distillers a lot the muffs bands like that uh, is that something you embrace or is that like do you think it's just people saying it because it's a strong female voice <laughs> i think maybe it's the only ones that they can think of in the moment because they're the most popular mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like there's way more out there and there's a lot of like male voices that I've been inspired by. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm okay with the, with the comparisons, of course, but like, it's, it's never been my intent to be like, I want to sound like that. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. um, just because I play this genre of music doesn't mean I want to like emulate somebody else entirely. So. Yeah. hundred percent. I was just curious if it's like something that, annoyed you or if you're just like yeah whatever i see the similarities <laughs> you know yeah like i can see the similarities and it's just one of those things where it's like yeah it's like like a punk band and <laughs> you've heard that other band before like i, I get distillers a lot it's like yeah. you know cool like i i love them i think they're fantastic but like am i trying to sound like brody not exactly <laughs> <laughs> so but i'm okay with it because i respect her as a musician for sure uh, for sure. I, when we did a little tour with my band through kind of Quebec and Ontario, all I heard was that I sound like Fat Mike. And it's like, oh, that's a compliment. <laughs> He's not exactly a good singer. <laughs> but I used, to be yeah. a lot, I used to be a lot more nasally when I was first learning how to sing. I mean, I still don't know how to sing, but <laughs> at least I'm not straight up. But I was never trying to be Fat Mike. In fact, I was more like 
I mean, I don't like the guy, Ben Weasel, but I was always like, I enjoy Screeching Weasel. Yeah, they're really good. So. I mean, I was a little disappointed with his antics, but but that's kind of more that I was going yeah. for rather than uh, Fat Mike. But yeah, I definitely sure. can't deny the, like I'm playing skate punk with a nasally bad singing voice. It's kinda, you probably get that too, every <laughs> time. <laughs> well, I have gotten Fat Mike, but one of my dear close friends that I actually used to play music with uh, in high school, I see, I saw him at a gig in Edmonton recently, and he was telling me how I sound like Jello Biafra. And uh, oh, yeah. I was like, well, I guess that's a compliment. I, I didn't know that my voice was that warbly, but I guess it is. You know, I'll take it. A little bit of chai in there, too. Oh, yeah, that's de- that's deliberate. When you hear something that sounds like Chai Pig on one of our songs, that's that's me doing a little tribute for sure. <laughs> so what was... was uh... SNFU is beloved in Winnipeg as as they are like the west where we're from. Yes, they it's, are. It's interesting because I the guys in my band, one's from PEI, one's from uh, Oshawa, Ontario, and they didn't really have SNFU. Like they more have like Eastern bands. I can't even can't think of any offhand who they grew up with. But like they, SNFU wasn't a staple like they were for like Prairie Kids. You know, it's kind of interesting. So I was just curious if they extended. The, all the way to Winnipeg yeah. or not? Yeah, they have, uh, like, Chai Pig had a lot of connections here in Winnipeg, so I think by proxy, like, there was always tons of people at the shows, and, like, those folks are, like, people that would be, like, old enough to be my parents now kind of thing, <laughs> so, like, they've they've all passed it down to, like, their kids and their, their, their kids' friends, and then, like, people are finding it organically, too, so um, when they would come through here, like, 15-ish years ago, like there was tons of people at the shows and like I have three SNF shirts, so like you know, so they were they were big here too. Yeah, even the, towards the end, you know, when he obviously his health wasn't as good, there'd still it'd be a Tuesday yeah. night and in Red Deer they'd come through and you know, there'd be hundred and some people in there, like everybody dusted yeah. off their their Doc Martins or whatever and came out, got a babysitters, yeah. like all the old punks. They never they'd never miss <laughs> yeah. it because Especially near the end, you're like, this might be the last time we get to see this guy. And yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. ended For up sure. passing away. But well, since we're talking about bands, we might as well pick one more song here and have a little well, commercial ooh. break here. What do you guys want to hear? Well, we can we can choose one of our songs. Uh, this will be "Get Gone" by Death Cassette. Let's do it. I know this one. It's a banger. Yeah. Here we go, some jerks from Winnipeg. Woo!
And we're back. All right, that was a hell of a song. And I hope you guys are going to enjoy the rest of the EP that will be coming out, I think, about a week after this episode drops. So stay tuned for that. But until then, it's everybody's favorite part of the show, The Pressure Cooker. And here's Ty. All right, so uh, Brock's been nice enough to nominate Mandy to be the participant this week. <laughs> he was a hard okay. pass on it. So, Mandy, are you ready? I'm as ready as I'm, as I'm going to be. <laughs> All right. The timer starts as soon as I finish asking the first question. So here we go. Jackie Chan or Jet Li? Jet Li. What's the best Nirvana song? Um, Penny Royalty. Where is the furthest place you've traveled? Um, Switzerland. Smarties or M&M's? Smarties. What's a song that makes you irrationally angry every time you hear it? Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> What's the capital of Morocco? Marrakech. Jurassic Park or Independence Day? Uh, Jurassic Park. What is the coldest temperature you've ever experienced? Uh, every single winter of my life. Uh, minus 40. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best Keanu Reeves movie? Oh, point Break. And who is the best band to ever come out of Winnipeg? Oh, probably The Quiff. I really like them. Uh... And that concludes another rendition of The Pressure Cooker. <gasps> that was pretty good. I'm like second-guessing everything. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. Let's, let's, let's go back through it. Um, well, you oh picked your God. favorite action star, so that's just personal preference. I don't yeah. know the Nirvana song you told me. Okay. I don't, have, I don't know the deep it. cuts, really. I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out. So okay. Switzerland's the furthest place you've traveled? That's pretty cool. What were yes. you doing there? I just over the summer actually just went there for some hiking and stuff. Yeah. Okay, because you and Lindsay both separately went uh, went overseas, right? This summer. Yep. That's awesome. Smarties M and M's, blah blah, whatever. <laughs> Song that makes you irrationally <laughs> angry every time you hear it. I think the break stuff is not irrational at all. It's they're specifically telling yeah, you to get yeah. mad and break shit. <laughs> I guess, but I just you hate it. Fires me up. <laughs> I don't hate it. I oh. think it's. It just brings out that emotion in oh, me. Oh, so it's just like, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So that, you that's, that's your rational anger. You're supposed to I pick guess. something that isn't supposed to make you angry. Oh, right. Well, in that case, can I change my answer to Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On? Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to babysit these kids that fell asleep to it, like, simultaneously in different rooms. Oh, my God. And yeah, so like three versions of that song would be playing at the same time. And I tell you, like, I don't know how I didn't just like, how, yeah, <laughs> how would that become a thing? And has I anybody checked know. on those kids? Like... I, don't, I hope they're okay. <laughs> I'm not still from that. That's like freaking torture. <laughs> it's horrific. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, capital of Morocco is actually, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Rabat, Rabbit, R-A-B-A-T. Oh, okay. 
I've been to Mar- Marrakesh, actually. Cool place. Yeah, I just thought that that would be it. I would have thought it was Casablanca. Blanca? How do you say that? <laughs> like the movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you prefer dinosaurs over aliens. Covered that. Winnipeg's fucking well, cold. Well, in that... <laughs> that, that, that one surprised in me, that actually. movie. Oh. I like Jurassic Park more than Independence Day, but if you hit me with, like, Alien or, like, oh. you know, something like if, that. Or if you also would have asked point blank, dinosaurs or aliens, the answer Alien. would have been aliens. <laughs> oh, should, yeah. should we ask the question, Ty? You, you can take it from here. I, I think we could. There's, I think we should. There's been a rich history of paranormal stories and close <laughs> encounters on this podcast so far. And I'm just wondering, do you have a paranormal story about aliens or anything like that? I do not. Brock, any, <laughs> I any? wish I did. I don't. I am the 25% portion that uh, of the band that is not obsessed with alien encounters or sightings or uh, UFOs. The, the other three are all not so about it. <laughs> but I, I got no I got no juicy stories. I got nothing fun. I got no exciting nothing. So uh, all right, that's cool. Man. Sorry that's to cool. disappoint. I, we appreciate your honesty, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ty, Ty's got a UFO story, but maybe you just listen to another episode and you, he's told it a few times. <laughs> you can listen to literally any podcast. I've been on there and I've told my alien story. <laughs> Out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, coldest temperature basically. It's cold in Winnipeg. That's what All I'm hearing. <laughs> best piano. Yeah. That's personal preference again. Um, <clears throat> the best band, you said the Quiffs? Yeah, there was this uh, four piece, like all woman punk band, and they were so rowdy and fun. And like sometimes they would dress up in like super like hyper feminine outfits and like glitter and shit everywhere and they were really fun and their singer she she had quite the yell on her it was really fun to watch they were a band when i was like 16 17 and they always played places that i couldn't get into so i'd be like outside the door like watching through like the window or whatever like just obsessed with them (laughs) but did you ever get to see them great yeah i got to see them like like twice when I was 18 and then they disbanded. So you're just devastated. Sad. Totally. So you say that would be one of your, uh, just cause you mentioned the, the yell. So that would, yeah. that would be more of your, what you would consider an influence. Yeah, for sure. Like Erica, the singer, she was awesome. <laughs> I don't really know how else to describe her, but she was just so powerful and her energy was just raw. It was great. Are they, are they still around in the music scene? Um, a couple of them are in various projects, but I don't think anything in the last couple of years that they've played or released or anything. Okay. Uh, well, well, this leads into another question I had and then I'll kick it over to Ty, but, uh, have you guys had like a, like a pinch me moment with the band where you're like, got to play alongside a band that you guys idolize or you're like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. Or have anything like that happened for you? I saw you played that SOS fest and pretty stacked lineup. We've done we've done we've done SOS the last two years, which was was definitely fun. Um, I think I think for me, um, I, I think for everyone in the band, but I, I don't want to speak for everybody. Um, 
the we had one insane day. Um, like we had we had we had booked the time with uh, with JP at Private Ear <clears throat> months in advance. We had this weekend set. The way that we did the recording was we we showed up on Friday um, or Thursday night. No, Friday night. We showed up Friday. Friday after work, and we spent all night just setting up tones, like dialing in drum sounds, dialing in guitar tones, getting the room set up in a way that made sense. Like we we were just locked in, and then on the Saturday, we um, we got there like early. I think it was like nine or or ten in the morning, and we were just straight into it like let's rock let's go right now but the the thing that made it so so much more crazy is a couple of weeks before we actually went into that studio weekend we got a wild offer to play um to play the uh, uh the burton cummings block party show which is like a big outdoor show in winnipeg it was a two-night show and the night that we played um was alongside uh when i get this all right it was uh cancer bats pop and rise against which like i was huge into rise against when i was in high school uh pop is killer cancer bats like it was it was crazy but that show was the day that we like the saturday that we recorded so we recorded from 10 until 3 solid and then we tore down all of our stuff, loaded up the vehicle, drove to the block party, set up and played that banger of a show. It was crazy. I, I had never played to a crowd of that size. They were probably, I don't know, there had to be like, at least, I'm really bad with large numbers, but there must have been like five, 600 people there. And it was just, it was crazy. It was an insane day. I don't want to do a stacked day like that again, <laughs> especially as... As, as we're all getting older but yeah that, that was that was it for me for sure it was crazy yeah and that was like we were the first band on that night so there was about like five six hundred people and then more people started showing up during the set and it was just kind of like holy smokes and yeah. uh jp who recorded us he came to the show because he thought it would just be like super fun to like hang out and he came and he like got our guitars all ready and was like a little bit of stage hand took pictures like it was super nice of him to do that too but it didn't really like hit me that we had played with these bands who like, you know, they're like bigger bands until like the end of the night and I'm in the mosh pit for Rise Against and I was like, <laughs> holy shit, I played this show. <laughs> like, it was really weird. So it was cool. So was the, like you said, Burton Common, was he, did you meet him? Oh no! Uh, so there's a there's a, theater, there's a there's a theater in 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 the city here that is named after him. It's it's just a oh, so he it, wasn't it's, it's a theater. Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, it's just his theater. I get. I don't know if he owns it or if they named it after him or what. But uh, yeah, that's just the name of the venue. Okay, that's a different. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was so, kind of strange. So you guys... Oh, I was gonna say. So you guys, you mean that uh, Burton Cummings wasn't like crowd killing foos in the pit at the end of the show? <laughs> I wish he was. That's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking in my head because you're like the Burton Cummings block party. I thought it was, <laughs> my brain is like he's through a barbecue and you guys are all partying at his house. I'm like that's fucking rad. <laughs> <laughs> Some guess who at the end of the night? 
Yeah. <laughs> a, a friend of mine who plays music in the city, Paige Drobot, who's also really awesome. You should listen to her. Um, she's hung out with him a couple of times, actually, and it's been nothing short of, like, fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. I always wonder yeah. how, like, those rock star type guys are actually are, because you hear horror stories about some. Like, I heard, actually, just yeah. today I was talking with a guy that opened for big sugar and says they're kind of pricks so <laughs> i won't name names but <laughs> then i've heard yeah, that that's a uh, bummer. other fucking you know i've never played with any of like those like what do you want to call them like can con legends like hear them on the canadian radios to this day like i haven't played with any bands like that but played with like bigger punk bands and stuff and I'm usually just too afraid to even talk to them. Like, I'm not worthy to even go in the green room is how I feel. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we, were, we had our own green room set up at the venue, but we were pretty far removed from the rest of the bands. Like, we, oh. we, didn't, we didn't rub elbow. Like, we, we hung out a bit with uh, a couple of the folks from Cancer Bats, but, but we, we, weren't, we weren't hanging out with anybody from Rise Against or, or, yeah. or Pupper. Like weren't really back there we had a fridge full of beer that we emptied quite quickly <laughs> and then we like hung out at the show like watching the band so yeah to be fair we didn't really make an effort to try yeah so maybe we could have but like eh, you don't want to be that person like hey oh i'm such a big fan this is so cool like you don't really want to <laughs> yeah. fan out on the but yeah, it was, I, it was a super. I know what you mean because we did this yeah. thing called Super Friendly in Empton. We actually talked about it on the last show, so I won't tell the story again. But yeah, like Pop was the headliner, so we played at yeah. twelve thirty like p.m. Like, just after. Yeah. So there was a few hundred people yeah. there, and people okay. by the time we finished playing, you know, there was a few hundred, and then by the end, it was pretty full. Of, well, obviously, because Pop was the headliner, I think face to face was right before them. So I did get to interact. I got a picture with. What's his name? Ste- I don't know if it's Steven or Stefan Babcock, like the main guy from Pop. No, yeah. I, I was pretty drunk because we got free beer all night. So I'm a finished playing <laughs> at 1 p.m. So I was like, this might be bad. But yeah, I don't know. I have a picture and he's laughing. So I'm like, OK, I must. And I think I like just got the picture, talked to them, told them I was a fan and then left them alone. So I think he. As far as I remember, I might have I might have blacked out. Buddies. Oh, yeah, I've definitely done that with fucking guys that like punk festivals it's like this is my best friend it's like you just being nice josh leave him alone <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but sometimes i don't know i mean punks are yeah like a festival everyone's just having such a good time that it's easy to think that you're their new best friend when in reality they're just being nice but yeah, <laughs> yeah. ty you said you had a couple more questions yeah um I was going to ask, uh, I know you guys have only been around since 2018 and, you know, uh, COVID threw the kibosh on a lot of bands hitting the road, but I was just wondering if you've, uh, if you have toured with the band and played outside of Winnipeg and if you have, if you have any, uh, interesting or notable tour story from that time, but you just gave me such a good story about that, uh, show and recording all day and going to the show. So I don't know if you have anything about that. Uh, we, we haven't toured yet, so um, looking forward to maybe setting something up in the spring. But as of today, we have not played outside the city. 
Well, let's let's just say that maybe maybe let's uh, let's book another uh, appearance with you folks in a year from now. <laughs> and then we'll that okay. Perfect. There then by then you're gonna have a story. Oh, I went on tour with Trash Ambulance and Let's Go, and they did some they did some crazy stuff, man. Like, well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only other thing was that, uh, you know, your guys' music, one of the first things when I heard your band was uh, that I thought was, this is really heavy. And you got heavy drums and heavy vocals and everything. I was wondering, uh, in terms of the guitars, do you guys play in standard tuning? Uh, we play uh, one step down. So, um, and we don't really use a whole lot of effects for like my guitar i usually just run everything through a blues driver so Lindsay has quite the spaceship of pedals but <laughs> yeah we just play we just play like half a step down and, okay yeah. cool 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 my as band, you were my band made that change before our last album or maybe it was an ep i don't know at some point because we we had, we varied and had a couple guitar players but then we decided it's better off just going as a trio for the time being. And then my buddy encouraged me, you should switch to thicker strings and then down tune a bit and it'll sound fucking heavier. And it's also easier to sing for, for me anyways. I don't have the biggest range, but I think it definitely sounds heavier for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I still play the same strings, but I, um, we just go a half step and I really like the blues driver that I use cause it's, a little bit of a thicker sound than like a typical distortion so it kind of works with what we're doing so did uh jpp there did he dial in your the same live tone that you have or did he kind of just go with the flow or like did, is that how you sound live is how the record sounds you think yeah like he's pretty hands-off for that stuff like we found our tones and we didn't use any new pedals or anything we just brought what we had and set it up as usual so yeah, it, it's it's interesting because he he really just wants you to do whatever you want to do in there. Like we were trying, I think I think we were looking to him a little bit of like, okay, well you're you're the professional, you know what we should be doing. Like tell us what we should be doing. He's like, no, like it's your sound. This is we want it to sound like you. So what do you what do you want it to sound like? How do you feel about this? Is this good? Is that you know any and he didn't really give you anything else, but he just, he's got that ear where, okay, well, this is what they want to sound like. This is how they sound. How do I just manipulate just minorly to like bring out more of what they're going for? It was a, a really subtle enhancement, but he, but he really just kind of focused in on, on the area <clears throat> that we, that we wanted to sound like and just help kind of bring all that out. It sounds fantastic, I must say. Did you hear yeah. Mr. Ty? <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing, and uh, that those that new single sounds amazing. Can't wait to hear the old, uh, the new EP. So, congratulations, y'all. I th I think we haven't Thank actually dropped the name of it, which is kind of my bad. <laughs> uh, Get <laughs> rid of it is going to be the name of the EP. You guys have at this point, people at the folks at home have heard at least two of the songs. There's four more coming at you very soon. So, yeah, what you guys got a final message for new fans, old fans, potential fans out there in the stratosphere? Oof. I mean, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yeah, we've definitely rehearsed our message that we want to cascade out to the world. Um, find find us on social media, I guess. Um, we're we're on Instagram, uh, Death Cassette. I think that's it. Just Death Cassette. Um, with an underscore. On Spotify, we're on Bandcamp, all that all that fun stuff. We are not on TikTok. We are all too old. God. We will not be on TikTok. Uh, but yeah, find us find us online. Uh, hopefully, we'll be on the road in the not too distant future, and uh, hope to put out some more music again in the not too distant future. But uh, yeah, follow us online, see what we're doing, and and check out the tunes. Mm-hmm. Mandy, anything to add? That was pretty much all of it. Uh, yeah, I'm just happy that people are listening to it. It's really cool to see. Um, people popping up in different parts of the world they are listening to it, this little little band from Winnipeg. So uh, thanks for, for listening and supporting. And, and yeah, just follow us, and we'll be posting music and whatever we're doing. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what do you guys want to hear to, to play off your appearance on, your first of many, hopefully, appearances on Denim Radio? <laughs> I'm going to get Brock to choose a song. Oh, great. I was prepared. Uh, <laughs> if you're not prepared i can i'm not prepared <laughs> go mandy go uh, save me okay so i'm i'm obsessed with um boney m right now <laughs> what <laughs> line about the disco band oh man i can't help myself so like maybe play daddy cool <laughs> Crazy that's a really kaboom. fun song <laughs> Sorry. and you know what I was listening to an interview of Dave Grohl the other day and he was talking about how much he likes disco and like you can actually like hear the disco in his drums now that I'm listening back to Nirvana and I'm like holy shit so I, I feel <laughs> less lame about liking it now <laughs> I don't got to be ashamed to tune you <laughs> I had some shame <laughs> Maybe just a little shame, the appropriate appropriate amount of shame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys. We really appreciate you guys coming on and best of luck with the with the rest of the release and at your show coming up here and not too far by the November. time this drops. November seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Yes, anybody in the Winnipeg area, make sure you check it out. Actually, yeah, where is it? Goodwill Goodwill Social Club. Yep. Friday yep. the seventeenth, not the thirteenth. And yes. uh, yeah, and maybe we'll have some physical copies of our release and got some new merch. It's so looking promising. That's exciting. It's looking promising. <laughs> yeah. And I can't wait. I've got to get a Death Cassette shirt too, so I'll have to chat with you guys about that. Yeah. Yes, do that. We'll send, we'll send something out to you for sure. Awesome, guys. Well, this has been a blast. We will chat. Yeah, thanks very much for having soon. us. Appreciate it. All right, we'll see ya. She's crazy like a fool. What about Daddy
She's crazy about her daddy. Oh, she believes in him. She loves her daddy. This is Mandy from Death Cassette, and you are listening to Denim Radio. And that's going to be a wrap. All right. That was a great combo, I believe, with uh, Brock and Mandy. Great people, great band. What did you think of that combo? It's both enlightening and entertaining. Uh, another one's in the books. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely having a lot of fun doing the show lately, and it's been cool watching everything grow and getting to, to bro down with people I haven't talk to in a while and then people getting to know people too like death set right only really well we guess i had one we had one uh zoom meeting with them at one point and then just mainly text chats so it was good to to get to know like i hadn't talked to mandy and brock a ton so it was nice to to chat with them and encouraging to hear them stoked on being involved with high denim and yeah just seeing this community that we were creating grow and seeing you as a as a member of this crew like supporting them and then hopefully they return the favor but <laughs> you know how it is it's yeah, kind of, it's yeah. Kind of, they're bad with technology <laughs> i'll just send them a link i really enjoy i really enjoy the stories you know they tell and uh all the guests on this podcast seem to have awesome stories for us so that's my favorite part yeah for sure and it's just good too to like just hear about how the punk scene is in different communities across country and the world and everything right so it's it's definitely uh interesting that way like and now you know you ever decide you want to go to winnipeg it's like hey hey guys <laughs> remember when we chatted <laughs> so it's it's totally. cool that way it's definitely uh i don't know like i've said it once i've said it a million times it's, it's just fun to have these conversations because everybody gets busy with the hustle and bustle of life you don't always take the time to have a good chat, have a drink. I mean, we're not in the same room. It'd be cooler if we were, but <laughs> this is this, this is as good as it gets. The second second best thing we can do. So it's good times. I would agree. Well, I'm gonna let you get back because you're vacationing. You got your family patiently waiting to have more beers with you. So uh, I think we should play one more song and then call it an evening. So what were you thinking? Uh. Let's uh, take it out classic from, I think, Fresh Fruit with For Rotting Vegetables by the Dead Kennedys, the song Kill the Poor. And uh, if you're listening, Jello, the current (laughs) Denim Radio uh, logo is completely different from yours, so don't even think about suing. 
because you know it's not gonna get you anywhere completely different <laughs> but yeah this this song was it reminds me i believe of that movie slc punk i think it's like the end credits and unfortunately i mean that song was written when in the 70s 80s i think early 80s so something like that early 80s and it's unfortunately here 40 years later still fucking relevant as you can see yeah it is i mean and we're all becoming poor and poor every day so <laughs> let's hope they don't kill us they're sure trying but you, you can't kill us because we're already dead inside right <laughs> exactly we're we're as dead as a death cassette so make sure you're checking them out and yeah we're gonna wrap this up because we've already chatted for, for uh quite a long time so ty enjoy the rest of your vacation man we'll uh we'll rendezvous in a week if you're down and uh yeah anything else you want to say before we sign off for the week no that all sounds great and uh look forward to talking to you and a new mystery guest next week sounds good buddy all right this has been josh and ty doctor podcast and uh, this is denim radio i like that we'll see you guys again next week bye if vengeance in progress is ours once more Now that we have the neutron bomb It's nice and quick and clean and good It's things done Away with the sesame But no less valued a property The sense and